Ladies and gentlemen, the man we welcome to the stage doesn't just speak because he wants to. He speaks because he was called to. Receiving life's messages is part of who he is, and spreading them is what he's meant to do. Without further ado, Wayne Looney. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for being here with me today. I truly do appreciate your time, and I promise I'm going to make it worth your while. Today, I'm going to be speaking about relationships. Our ability to be able to connect and create lasting relationships is essential to our survival. We as human beings thrive on being able to connect with one another. And just as being able to cultivate and establish those lasting relationships is essential to our survival, so is our ability to be able to disconnect and end relationships after we have noticed that we have outgrown them and that they may be holding us back. Today, I'm going to help you see how our need to connect with one another can sometimes keep us stuck in a relationship and how fear and complacency can stop us from making or executing that necessary ending. Now, when we talk about making connections in our lives, we are going to make a lot of connections over our lifetime. But the single most important connection you will make is with the person that you will call your committed partner, your spouse, or significant other. The reason why this connection is so important is because this is the person who you will spend the most time with and who will have the most influence over your life. And because this is the person who will have the most influence over your life, this is also the easiest relationship for us to find ourselves stuck in and the hardest one for us to end or for us to get ourselves out of after we realize that it is no longer beneficial to our future. I know because I was once in a situation like this. I was once in a relationship for nearly a decade, and I stayed long after I realized that we weren't right for each other, that the relationship was no longer beneficial to both of our futures, and that we were only holding each other back. And I know that there are people who have been in situations like this, and I know people who are still in situations like this. And I got into this relationship at a very young age. And I had a kid at a young age. And when you get into a relationship at a young age, especially before you have had time to figure out who you are and what you want out of life, what happens is instead of growing more into who you are meant to be or who you want to be, you make yourself or try to shape yourself into a person that you feel is going to make the other person happy. And I know that there are people in situations like this. And we both did that to each other. We both wanted each other to be not who they truly were, but who we felt they should be in order to make us happy. And anytime you're in a situation where you don't have the freedom or you don't feel like you can truly be yourself, you are going to be unhappy. And when we do this in relationships, we start to play this game with one another. And the rules of the game are, I am willing to pretend that I am happy if you are willing to pretend that you are happy. And when we start playing this game with one another, we become more concerned 
about how our relationship is perceived than we do about how it actually is. So instead of actually dealing with the relationship and the reality of it, we spend more time trying to make it appear or perceive to be perfect. And we do this by posting photos on social media, posting photos with us together, posting photos with our family. And during conversations with people around us or with our peers, we want our relationship to be perceived so perfect. And we get so good at playing this game that we really start to believe that the other person in the relationship is happy even though we know we're not. And that's just not the truth. If you are unhappy in your relationship, it's likely that the other person is unhappy as well, even if they're not willing to admit that to themselves yet. And pretending to be happy becomes exhausting. Anytime we are pretending to be something we are not, we are putting on an act. And eventually we get tired of putting on that act. And when this happens in a relationship, instead of showing a person how happy we are or how satisfied we are or fulfilled we are with them, we instead start showing them how unhappy we are and how much we truly don't appreciate them. And when this happens, the arguments become more intense. This is where resentment starts to grow. And that resentment can turn into anger. And that anger and that resentment can then turn into mental and physical abuse. I know because this was my experience. And when this happens and these things start to rise in your relationship, it only makes each person feel isolated and lonely. And when we feel isolated and lonely in a relationship, it's typical that people will start to look for fulfillment outside of the relationship. And this can come in the form of affairs, cheating, and a list of other things that people do to distract themselves from the problems in a relationship that they're choosing not to face and that they feel that are actually going to give them happiness. I've seen this happen a lot. And when these things start to happen in your relationship, the situation only becomes more hurtful and it only becomes more detrimental for your mental, your physical health. And the entire time, the universe is telling you that this is a situation that you are not supposed to be in. The fact that these things are arising is telling you that there is something not right about this situation. And the universe will show you this in signs. And it would show you this in a lot of different signs. And in my situation, I would notice when we were together that things just seemed never to go the way that they were capable of going. We would see problems in our careers. We would see problems financially. We would even sometimes see problems with our health. And whenever we decided to take a break from one another, I would notice how new opportunities would seem to rise. Things would finally start going the way that they were supposed to. And what we sometimes do is when we break away and we start to see these things changing in our lives, we tell ourselves, oh, things seem to be going so much better now. Maybe we can try things again. Maybe it can finally work. Only for us to bring ourselves together again to deal with the same issues, to deal with the same problems, only to still have the same feelings of loneliness and isolation. I know because I've been there and I know a lot of other people have been in situations like this. And instead of ending things and moving on, we stay for a number of reasons. Maybe we stay because we're married and we have kids together 
and we have a house together and we don't want to deal with the stigma of divorce or having that tough conversation with our kids. Maybe sometimes we stay because we're trying to fulfill some expectation that has been placed upon us. Sometimes that's through society. Sometimes that's through the people around us. Sometimes that's even through religion that tells us that we owe it to ourselves, that we owe it to our families to continue to stay in these situations. Sometimes it's just as simple as we don't want to see that other person with someone else. And that was the case for me. I stayed because I was afraid to walk away. I was afraid to start over. I was afraid of the stigma and being a single parent. We all fear these things. But I learned that one of us was going to have to develop enough courage to walk away. That one of us was going to have to decide that we both deserve better and that it was no one's fault we had just outgrown each other and that the relationship was no longer beneficial to the both of us. And I was the one who had to make that decision. And just because I knew it was the right decision doesn't mean it was any easier. But I knew in order for us to have the opportunity or the chance to get or to find what we actually deserved, that we were going to have to end the situation. And the reality is, sometimes in life, we have to make a decision that does not benefit another person's life. And that that decision could hurt that person, and it could hurt us in the short term, but is the only way that we can find long-term and lasting happiness. And the sooner we can realize that not everybody who comes into our life, or not everyone we have a relationship with, is meant to stay for the entirety of our journey. They're meant to be a part of it, but doesn't mean they're meant to stay for the entirety. Some people come into our life for a reason, a season, and a lifetime. And just as new beginnings are necessary to life and to our growth, so are necessary endings. They are essential in our lifetime and in our lives. And if it wasn't for me coming to that conclusion and deciding to make that decision, I wouldn't be who I am today and I wouldn't be where I'm at today. It was that decision to walk away, to end that situation, to give both of us the opportunity to find what we really deserved that helped me learn from a lot of the mistakes that I made, from a lot of the things that happened in that relationship. It helped me grow as a person and it helped the universe open up opportunities for me. And one of those opportunities was for the universe to bring my wife into my life. And I give a lot of credit for who I am today to my wife. She helped shape me into who I am today. It's funny because when we're in these situations and we're in these relationships and we know that we are dealing with the delayed ending and all these different things are happening that are destructive and that destroy who we see ourselves to be and who we're capable of being and that are holding us back. They seem so normal. When we're in the situation, the manipulation, the mental and sometimes physical abuse, the cheating and all these different things that come with being in a relationship that you have outgrown. They seem so normal because it's all you know. And complacency keeps us stuck there. But it wasn't until I found my wife that I realized 
how normal those things weren't and what exactly I was missing. You see, when you're in the right relationship, you don't try to mold or change each other into who you feel is going to make each other happy. Each person is allowed the freedom to be who they truly are. And when you're in a relationship where you have the freedom to be who you truly are, you feel happy. You feel independently happy. And when you both are able to be independently happy, you're able to share in an overall happiness. Not because you feel like you need to, but because you know that you want to. And when you're in a situation like this, communication becomes streamless. You're able to communicate things to one another, not because you want that person to become a person that you believe is going to make you happy, but because you want to see them become the best version of themselves in order to make themselves happy. And you are able to lift each other up and continue to help each other become the best versions of yourselves and to help each other reach your full potential. And I didn't know this existed until I found my wife. And I'm convinced that there is someone out there for all of us. But if we stay in situations or if we stay in relationships that are delayed endings that are no longer right for us, we never give ourselves the opportunity to find it. So those of you who are listening, I want you to take a look at all the relationships in your life. And I want you to ask yourself, are these relationships ones that I am holding on to because they were once beneficial and now are no longer helping me become who I am meant to be? Am I staying in these situations because loyalty is telling me that I'm obligated to or responsible for these other people's lives? Am I staying in this situation because I'm fearful of walking away or starting all over? Or are these relationships help nurturing me and helping me grow into who I'm meant to be? And if they're not helping me grow, then how long am I willing to continue to deal with this delayed ending? If I have one life to live and one opportunity to make the best of my life, how long am I willing to stay in these situations being less than what I'm capable of being and getting less than what I deserve? So, ladies and gentlemen, that's all I have for you today. Thanks again for listening. Of course, these are things I want you to contemplate on. And until next time, I'm signing off. Thank you.